welcome to Adventures in North Wales from Go North Wales. I'm Megan Llyn and in this series we'll be exploring North Wales with its world-leading outdoor adventure activities, brilliant beaches, thrilling mountain scenery and fascinating ancient culture and heritage. In this episode, we'll be around the east part of North Wales to bring you a taste of what the area has to offer, from steam railway trips to husky dog rides. So I've just taken a stunning drive along the Ceiriog Valley to get to the West Arms in Llanarmon de Ceiriog. It's a 15th century country hotel and boy oh boy it has so much character and that's just on the outside. I can't wait to go in and see all the beautiful features. Wow, look at this big oak door and it has a sign just outside a hotel since 1670. Are you Nikki? Hello, yes, I'm Nikki. Welcome to the West Arms. Thank you so much. I'm Megan. It's nice to meet you. Lovely to meet you too, Megan. Show you through to the garden. Perfect. <gasps> wow. So we have the most amazing view. You're surrounded by breathtaking views here. And um, we like to describe it as it's probably the best beer garden in the world. <laughs> <laughs> so my husband, Mark, and I run the West Arms. We bought it about two and a half years ago. And um, how's it been? Oh, it's been fantastic. It's been a wonderful journey. It's a stunning hotel. So tell me a bit more about the history of it. So it would have been a farm way back in the beginning. So And the beginning was? So it, it's been a hotel since 1670. <gasps> Um, before that, in the 1500s, it was a, it was a farm. Wow. Um, and there's um, suggestion that it goes back before that as well. Really? So it would have been an old drover's inn. So the cattle and sheep farmers would have brought their yes. stock down on their way to yeah. um, to the market. Um, and they would have stayed here overnight with, with the animals, with the stock. Yeah. So they would have been downstairs and um, the, the people would have been enjoying the heat from the... From the livestock upstairs. Yes, yes. But now they're enjoying the heat with beautiful fireplaces everywhere. There's like a room here, a fireplace, then you go round the corner, there's another room with a fireplace. Do you reckon it's the biggest selling point that you have, all the beautiful fireplaces? It's certainly one of the key features yes. of the West Arms. So as you walk in the front door, um, you have the, the front hall with a with yes. an ingle nook, and that, that really is the heart of the mm. West Arms. Um, that fire is lit all the year round, and it just and you find people sitting there at all times of the day. Um, we've got five other fireplaces that are lit um, throughout the winter. So you and they've all got comfy chairs around them. Yeah. So you you find people snoozing by the fires with a with a large <laughs> glass of red. <laughs> that to me sounds like the ideal scenario. So tell me what else makes this place so special. Well, I think for us the most important thing about coming away to somewhere like this is you, you've got to have the key components. So you, you we've really got a fantastic chef, and the food is absolutely amazing. Um, as well as that, you come for a warm welcome, great food, and a really good night's sleep. Good. So, for example, tonight, what's on the menu? We source most of our food locally. Good. So all of the key, one of our signature dishes is the um, local Welsh Berwyn mountain lamb. Um, and that's a, a good friend of ours and one of the regulars in the bar, uh, Mike and Glenda Crawshaw. They produce that lamb in that field over there. Just that field? <laughs> Just that field over there. That's so impressive. That that makes it such like a special experience then if it's kind of like a, a 
a community fed Absolutely. establishment. Absolutely. And and Mike loves to meet people in the bar where they compliment the, the <laughs> lamb that they've just eaten and, and the guests love it because they get to meet the person that produces yes, it and they, yeah. they see the real story behind it. How many rooms do you have here at the West Arms? So we have sixteen bedrooms in wow. total. Yeah. Um they really fall into three categories. Um so we have our standard rooms. Yeah. Um, then in the, the mid-range, the superior rooms are either um, character rooms, mm. which are in the main part of the, the building, um, the oldest part of the building, mm. and they have the wonky floors, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> the panty floors, <laughs> um, and the, the beams in the walls. Um, we have a four-poster in one of those rooms. They're terribly charismatic and yeah. characterful. Um, and then we have the King Valley rooms. Yeah. So they they they're not without character at all. They 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 also have character, mm. like vaulted ceilings and exposed stone walls, um, and they look over the valley at the back of the hotel. So they're the ones that have Lovely. the views. I've had a sneak peek around the some of the rooms, and it really is like you're stepping into like a Dickens book <laughs> with all the beams and the four poster beds. It's just stunning. And then we have a couple of suites as well, which you wouldn't necessarily expect in a yeah. in a small country inn. Um, so we have the, the Willow Suite, which is a very large suite, um, and we also have the Bunny Warren. Mm. Um, great name. <laughs> Hotel used to be run by a lady called Eleanor Bunny. Oh, really? <laughs> but it is also a bit of a rabbit warren. <laughs> so, the, so the bunny is over over three floors. Oh, wow! And very quirky, and very charismatic. Again. Oh, that's so special. This area is known for all the public paths and such beautiful scenery. I'm guessing you get a lot of walkers coming in through your doors. We do. Pretty much all of the people that visit the West Arms like to walk. Yeah. So they they like to be outdoors. You could you could stay here for two weeks and you still wouldn't run out of places to walk straight from the front door. Yeah, um, we're very blessed with the environment around us. And, yeah, and um, I can imagine there's nothing better than sitting back with a glass of red in front of all the fireplaces, the wonderful fireplaces that you have here and enjoying and relaxing. And what we love to see is when people get home from their walk, they take off their walking boots. The walking boots get put by the fire to dry and they're um, warming their toes against the fire. (laughs) It's a very picturesque life. (laughs) What other sorts of guests do you get here? Well, we have a lot of cyclists. Mm. Um, A lot of the guests that come stay here um, bring their pets. So we are pet friendly, very pet friendly, which is great because I... You wouldn't come to a place like this and not want to bring your dog. Yes, of course, (laughs) of course, yeah. Um, The other interesting groups that we have is we have we have a lot of car clubs so for example the porsche car club come and meet here um, we had the northwest bentley drivers um, club here recently it's such beautiful scenery around here and the roads there's some fabulous road trips that they can take um, so it's it's a great hub for those car clubs as well thank you so much nikki for welcoming us here to the west arms it's been lovely being here And thank you so much for chatting to us. Thank you. So I've now just got to the railway in Llangollen and it's a stunning piece of history right here in North Wales. And I'm stood here on the platform now with General Manager Liz McGuinness. 
So the railway's been going since the uh, late 70s. So it was closed down in the 60s and then a group of people came and decided that they wanted to put it back together again. So it's been a, a, a very long task at putting it back together. There was no track, there was lots of things, all the signals were gone, um, all the water col columns were gone. So they've had to painstakingly put everything back together. So slowly but surely they went from Flangoughlin to Berwyn, then to Glyndufwy and then finally to Carog and hopefully eventually next year we'll be at Corwin and that'll be our new station. I can imagine it's been quite a collective effort from Llangollen. It has, yes. Yeah, we've got lots of volunteers, about 220 volunteers um, and the railway is on the main run by volunteers even though we do have some employees and yes, the town likes to get involved which is really good. And what can people expect to see on the journeys? Okay, so you go through the beautiful Dee Valley so you've got the, the lovely river um, lots of fauna and flora on the river we are famous heron so you can see lots of herons along the way wow. We've got a beautiful idyllic scenery we're in an area of outstanding natural beauty and special scientific area yeah um, so you've got you've got no industrial buildings through there so you're just seeing beautiful scenery and you see the fields and the lambs and cows and lots of different things Aww. and we also have some llamas as well which is really nice llamas? that you see yes really so there's something for everyone there is yes it's beautiful there's a train that's just parked right next to us here how old is this train because this one looks really old it is so this is um the 40s and 50s carriages lots of compartment coaches here yeah and the compartment coaches are, are the things that people used to get into to go to work so they'd be you know yes, go along yeah. on on to work it could well be mistaken to the hogwarts train from yes exactly the same <laughs> yeah. nine and three quarters it is exactly <laughs> the same as that yes yeah you hear lots of children say oh we're getting on harry potter in, in a harry potter carriage because the compartments look like obviously the the carriage is on on harry potter oh i, I bet kids imagination goes wild they that. do it's amazing the amount of children that love to see the steam engines as some of the children remember thomas when they were younger yes. and thomas is a steam train yes. so they remember that and some of their parents remember thomas as well and then when they see an actual steam train that's not thomas they're quite surprised um, lots of children love it so it's a fun day out for it everyone. It is. Get off and have a nice walk somewhere if you wish. And oh, yeah, so are you allowed to like hop on and off as uh, you wish? Uh, yes, you are. You can go and, and have a walk. Lots of different lovely walks to do in the valley, so you can do that. Oh, that's good. Or you can have something to eat on the train, so we do afternoon tea, oh, so they can amazing. do that. So that's quite nice for maybe a special occasion for somebody. Yes, That's yeah. really good for them to do. You've got a gin train. Yes, we have, uh, and that's 10 different gins, and you do two trips up and down the line, and you get table service for your gins. That sounds yeah. amazing, also, right up my street. <laughs> we also do a real ale train, so we've got one of those in October. And we also do murder mystery trains as well. So there's lots of, we do lots of different things. Wow. So there's loads of events that, that goes on on the railway. Yeah, there's loads for lots of people to do. If you come on holiday or you come for a weekend or even just for the day, there's lots you can do here. Thank you so much for talking to us today. You're very welcome. You're listening to the Adventures in North Wales podcast from Go North Wales. I'm Megan Llin and we've just jumped in the car and travelled half an hour north to the picturesque town of Rhythin and we're here at the Manor House. Let's go inside and chat to Chris. So good to meet you. How are you? I'm really well, thank you. Nice to meet you too. So you're the owner of Manor House Rhythin and Llangollen. 
That is correct. So here we have a restaurant with rooms in Rithin, and we've been operating here for 18 years. And we have a B&B in Sangochlen, which has been there for eight years. Wow. And do both coincide okay? They both work really well. Sangochlen is obviously a honeypot location, so it's very, very tourist-driven. Yeah. Here in Rithin, we're in the Vale of Cluid, so it's a little bit more quiet in terms of tourism, but there are lots of other things happening, events. It's the county town. There's lots of big businesses around the town. So there's, there's a good variety between the two places. Oh, good. So it has been described as a little bit of glamour in the Vale of Cluid. Well, I'm not sure about that, but we are an undiscovered treasure here in the Vale of Cluid, as is the town of Rithin, which has an awful lot to offer the visitors with Rithin Craft Centre, which is the National Centre for Applied Arts. It's three galleries uh, which exhibit ceramics and embroidery in a very modern zinc-roofed building just in the middle of town. We have Nancludi Dre, which is the oldest Elizabethan timber-framed townhouse in Wales. It's got the most spectacular gardens at the back Lord's Gardens which is a little hidden off the beaten track quiet oasis in the middle of the town and there's also the Victorian Pentonville style jail Riffin Jail which is a tourist attraction which you can go around and see how it was operated as a jail until going right into the 1900s so it's a really interesting historic old market town with lots to offer tourists and there's amazing countryside just around so we're nestled in the Vale of Cluid and just outside town is the area of outstanding natural beauty the Cluidian range and the uh, Mulvamau is the highest of the Cluidian range which is a brilliant walk at the top you can see Liverpool, the Wirral the Isle of Man and Snowdon on a clear day, it's a relatively easy ascent and it really makes you feel as though you've earned that glass of wine that you've given yourself at the end of the day because it's a real, you really feel full of fresh air at the top of there. There are other quieter mountains in the Vale of Cluid like uh, Mole Arthur for example which you probably are unlikely to meet another soul going up them. So compared to the Honeypot Low Locations, it is a little gem oh, and it's an undiscovered treasure it really is yeah it's very quaint like the the buildings have a really unique feel to them and how accessible is Rhythin and Llangollen? So the, uh, the both towns are very very accessible we are 30 minute drive from Chester an hour or so drive from Manchester an hour or so from Liverpool so we've got literally millions of people on our doorstep although when you get here although it's so accessible especially here in Rhythin it does feel like a quiet countryside town yeah. there's not there's not a great deal happening there's not a, there's not lots of people around but there's lots of independent shops and boutiques here in Rhythin for example as there is in Llangochlen. Llangochlen is much more of a tourist location. Rhythm is a diverse um, offering to that, really. It's got lots to offer. So tell me about the rooms you have to offer. Okay, so here in Rhythm we have eight rooms and they're called Oriel, which means gallery in Welsh. So they each exhibit the work of a different Welsh artist that at one time exhibited in the main gallery space. We used to exhibit lots of work of local artists on the main gallery space here, which we don't do anymore. But we've taken a different artist and we've themed the interior design of the room around the works of that artist. So it's a Georgian building, so the rooms are quite distinct and quite diverse and not all the same size like you would have in say a modern build so we've tried to respond to the works of the different artists with the interior design and the scale of the room so we have a big large suite which has a big roll top bath in the window and a wet room shower room with a big kind of sleigh bed we have small um compact rooms which still have the same facilities but are maybe in the eaves of the building which exhibits works of 
the embroidery artist Kevin Burgess. We have um, all sorts of things like Anne Bridges, who's a really well-known printmaker. Has got the Princess and the Pea, and she has got some quirky um, works in her room, which is kind of has a, a bit of a pink and cerise theme. So they're quite quite diverse, they're quite different. And we have some facilities ordinarily for guests. We have a guest library. We have a sauna and steam room, which people can book for their own facility. And we also have a very unique. Um, cinema in the basement which wow. sees 20 people guests can book it for their own um, use or we have also have a film club which meets once a week we have um, a dinner themed around the film and then 20 people go down to watch the film in the cinema it's a little boutique cinema just seating 20 it's quite a unique experience Tell me about the menu. What do you have on offer for food-wise? So it's a locally sourced menu. It's a We only serve dinner in the restaurant and breakfast for residents, of course. We try to highlight the best of local Welsh produce as we can. It's a set price menu, two or three courses. It's a weekly changing menu. There are only five starters. There are five main courses and there are five or six desserts. So it's not an, an expansive menu, but it changes regularly. And people, well, I'm always surprised that people say, oh, I can't decide what to, to have when there are only five choices but we do try and focus on the very best in local ingredients from menai mussels to welsh black beef um, and we we restrict it and we hopefully provide an informal dining experience yeah. but at quite a high standard so if you're wanting to visit other places while you're here, we always recommend the National Trust properties here in North Wales. Erthig, oh, yes. just outside uh, Wrexham, has got the most amazing upstairs-downstairs story, but it's still got the most amazing gardens also. Chirk Castle, again, is a 30-minute drive. Yeah. Again, stunning building, exceptional gardens. Then going in the other direction, Bodnant Gardens is phenomenal outdoor space. North Wales is, is, is described as the adventure capital of Europe, and that adventure doesn't necessarily have to be a zip wire. It can be a stroll around a stunning garden. It can be a walk up the mountain in Mulvamai. It can be um, a, a, over to Mole, the market town of Mole, which is a vibrant, busy market town, the home of Theatre Cluid. So there's lots of things to do to have a little drive out if you're here in Ruthin. And it's quite central, isn't it? Both Ruthin and Llangollen. Very, very central. It's that they both make a great base to discover North Wales. We do get people staying here who then will do the, the next journey to go to do the walk up Snowdon or to go on the zip wire or to do the surfing um, events. They're, they're only a, 35, a 45 minute to an hour's drive away from here. So it makes Llangollen and Ruthin both make a great base to explore the delights of North Wales. Great to speak to Chris at the Manor House, but we can't come to Rhythin without visiting the jail. And here to tell us more about the historical building is Karen Landucci. How are you, Karen? Yeah, I'm good, thank you very much. Good. So tell me, how old is this jail building? Okay, so the oldest building on site is approximately 1750. Uh, the part that the visitors come and walk around is the Penterville Wing, and that's 1866. When was the last inmate? So our last prisoners uh, left here in 1916, uh, right in the middle of the First World War. And in fact, there, at that time, there were more staff here than there were prisoners. What can a visitor expect to see here? The visitor experience here is really varied. Um, we try and cover all age ranges and interests. So if you're a serious historian, there's plenty of information here about yeah. the history of the jail, about Victorian prison systems and what life was like in prison. Yeah. Um, there's also fun things to do for the family and children. We have prisoner hunts, etc. Um, so it really just depends on what sort of level you're interested in. Yeah. In essence, it's all to do with the history of Rithin Jail and 
how hard life was for its prisoners. So uh, the cells themselves, are they kept as they were in 1960? They are completely, um, they, are, they are as they were in Victorian times. Oh, right. So our cells look as they did in 1916. <sighs> um, we have been used for many things since 1926. Uh, so, for example, in the Second World War, Rithin Jail was a munitions factory. Oh, producing bullets wow. and firing pins for the war effort. Yes. Uh, so a very different use, mm. um, but a, an ideal building for that. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. How many keys do you have? How many keys? Oh, they're <laughs> always a source of... Um, <laughs> working keys, not very many, but we do have some very, very old keys. Um, so, yeah, but we won't lock anybody in a cell, I okay, promise. Okay, good. No. That's what I wanted to know. No, absolutely not. <laughs> Have you ever spent a night here? I, I can imagine there's a bit of ghost stories or anything like that. There are. Um, I have been here. We actually are building, we do rent out to paranormal groups. Wow. It's a really popular site. Uh, I've never seen any ghosts, <laughs> although I do get asked that a lot. But I do believe that the paranormal groups report some really good sightings here. Really? Um, so our two most popular questions that visitors ask us uh, are, are we haunted? <laughs> <laughs> and how many people were killed here? I kind of want to know that too. Oh, you want to know how many people? <laughs> well, the haunted bit I can't answer for. Yeah. Um, how many people killed here? How many executions? Um, only one on record in modern times. Ah. So in other words, in the Pentonville block period. Mm. Uh, we've got a, a couple of sort of character prisoners. Mm. Probably the most famous of those is a prisoner by the name of Cork Barkabala, which means, uh, for those of you who speak much better Welsh than I do, <laughs> little red-headed man of Bala. Cork. Uh, Cork Barkabala. Cork Barkabala. Yeah. Cork Barkabala. Yeah. Right. And he's famous as Rithin's Houdini. <laughs> and he a bit of a Robin Hood, was he? Well, a little bit. <laughs> he escaped from prison here twice. Oh, um, and unfortunately for him, on the last occasion, whilst they were trying to apprehend him, um, he was shot in the leg to wound him. Oh. But unfortunately, he hit a major archery and he died. Oh, no. Yeah. So a sorrow so, end um, for Koch It was a sorry end, I'm afraid, <laughs> yes. Well, thank you so much, Karen. It's lovely to speak to you today. That's all right. You're more than welcome. Thank, thank you very you. much. There is so much to do in this area of North Wales. I wish I had time to bring you everything it has to offer, but I did want to get in one last place. It involves husky dogs, so you can see why it's a must. Joe, hi, it's great to speak to you. Hi, yes, good to speak to you too. So I've teased the listeners by mentioning husky dogs. Is it true that you have huskies in the middle of North Wales? We do, yes. Um, we have 16 um, working uh, sled dogs. Uh, they're not all huskies. Um, we have uh, some Siberian huskies. We have Alaskan huskies. And we have Scandinavian hounds. We also do have one GSP as well. But oh, really? <laughs> he lives in the house. <laughs> so your company is called Moneyed Sled Dog Adventures. So what do you do, Joe? Okay, so basically we are... Uh, Wales' first and only sled dog adventure centre. Much like you would see in Lapland at Christmas time, people going for husky rides in the snow. Well, we do this in North Wales, but on wheels. So you've adapted to North Wales then? Absolutely. What can you expect to see on the journey that you take through? The, I'm guessing you take them through woodlands and stuff. Yes, so we're based at uh, South Alwyn Forest near Llinbrenig. Yeah. Um, and we have a beautiful uh, trail. It's four kilometres. We have a very fast downhill start, which can be 
a little bit hairy for some people if they've never experienced anything like this before. But obviously, I'm quite used to it after 20 years. Yes. Um, so the dogs are very excited that all they want to do is run. Um, so we hitch them onto the rig and off we go down the trail. Then there is a, a, a straighter section. It's quite flat and they will fly along there. Sometimes you have a buzzard or a bird of prey swooping down um, next to you, which is fantastic. You can see out across the moors and you can see across to uh, Llynbrenig. And then as we start to, to ascend up the hill, then we get to a plateau on the top and we call this uh, Snowdon View. If it's a clear day, you can see across to Snowdon Range. And even better, if the, if the mountains are snow-capped, it just feels amazing. Such a great experience. Um, and, and I'm just so excited to be able to share it with everyone. It honestly sounds like the perfect day out. Oh, it is. <laughs> <laughs> and so do you get to meet the dogs afterwards? Yeah, so um, when we first start, um, we'll have like a full safety briefing. Yeah. Um, we'll explain about the trail and um, how to how to greet the dogs. Mm. And then we'll introduce you to the dogs. They absolutely love people. They're, I say super gentle, they're not gentle, but they are gentle, <laughs> if that makes sense. They yeah. just want to have cuddles. They want to, they want to jump on you. They want to give you muddy paws. They want to give you sloppy kisses. They want to share their fur. Um, you know, they they do absolutely love people. Some of them love to roll on the floor and have a belly rub. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> so the Huskies yeah. have the most amazing coat, don't they? They do. Yeah, they do. A nice double coat. Uh, we have uh, one little girly uh, called Ursa, and oh. she's actually called Ursa after the Great Bear constellation because she looks like a polar bear. Um, <laughs> she has the most beautiful fluffy white coat um and she is the one that if she can get dirty she will be the one who's in all the puddles and yeah is just, oh that's a nightmare yeah, if she's white mud. then yeah <laughs> do they howl joe oh yeah they love a little howl yeah they do like a little sing song every so often it's nice for people to give them a lot of praise and uh and give them a lovely hug and uh, lots of sloppy kisses <laughs> we're trying to really spread the word that we're here thank you so much thank you <laughs> well i hope that gives you a flavor of just some of the amazing things to do and see here in the east part of north wales there is so much more to explore too head to go northwales.co.uk for loads more information remember to hit subscribe and rate the podcast as well Coming up next, I will be exploring the North Wales coast. Until then, goodbye.